0: It's the OrcaCon special. Tune in and find out what's going on on day one of OrcaCon. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds. It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop gaming podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog Gaming. Tabletop News. And
1: and Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some, bet. that's probably our Lots best, that's of our, best, our best feature.
0: You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now back to our show.
2: hey geeks welcome to geeks of cascadia this is blue samurai i am with joe costa aka the costasaurus and then we also have some other people i
3: guess that's me next next on the table hi guys it's
0: kelly
2: I'm Doug. I am. Still Paul. Still Paul.
0: <laughs> and we are your podcast, uh, the Cascadia news of cons and tabletop gaming and developers and yada, yada, and yada. And
1: what are we doing tonight?
0: Well, hanging out at the bar. Yeah, we are hanging out at the bar. At? Yeah. at? Yeah. 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 We are at
4: Con, and I believe you guys played an awesome right. game. Isn't that right, Doug? Yeah, we played uh, Majesty for the Realm it's a new one it's about a month old now uh it came out early december it's from uh, the same guy that did splendor so it's kind of one of those fairly easy-to-pick-up strategy games, but there's a lot of complexities to it. Kelly so, so he's making lots of money. And Paul won. I won, won, won the yeah. first
2: game. You so
0: Kelly, won the Kelly, second
1: game. Kelly won the first one.
2: Paul won by one point.
0: Well, I yes. won by two points the first game. And I noticed that Doug was trying to throw your game off. He was purposely trying
4: to give you advice. I take no. advantage of the newbie? Is that what you're <laughs> I noticed that. I yeah. didn't try to take advantage of him. You
0: totally he did. Me. He, I yeah, lost. No.
4: The... He technically gained it 23 points just from the <laughs> One turn. Yeah, it turns out he did give me good advice. And Doug is great at making change.
1: All right. Yes. I like it. Yes. And, but the reason we're, we're talking tonight mm-hmm. is because we're going to preview Friday at OrcaCon.
0: We are, and we're going to be doing this every night here at OrcaCon to let you, the listener, know, and you, the OrcaCon con-goer, know yes. what's going on the next day, so that you'll be listening to this the night before or the morning of as you're driving into the con or brushing your teeth or sh- polishing your dice.
1: Yes. When whatever you're doing. I do that all the time. That's right. And some of the main things you need to know is on Friday, registration opens at noon. So that's when you can pick up your badge. Fun fact, the merchant
3: room also opens at noon.
1: The merchant room also opens at noon. That's where you can go buy things. Fun
2: fact, the first is also at noon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, on Friday, um, on the first floor, the main ballroom and the Redmond rooms are going to be closed for other functions that are not or related. However, it's not a big deal because there's so much more space at this new hotel that we've got lots of free gaming space. And Mox Boarding House and Double Exposure are going to be um, um, having two game libraries up in Skyview on the second floor. Here. And there's lots of uh, free gaming space on the first and second floor. There's just
2: tables in the hallway. Just yeah. tables in the hallway by the elevators. Community space that you can use. So, those of you that are listening, if you get here before the con opens and you have your own games with you, you can sit in the community areas right. and just mm-hmm. play those games and have some coffee that's or something. That's right.
0: Now, it will be a bit discombobulated, right, uh, for the first day?
1: No. Is it, no? Is it's it going to be fine. Okay. So, so the, the, those, two, those two rooms on the first floor are going to open sometime late Friday. Mm -hmm. not sure exactly what time. People kind of wrap up their stuff that they're doing. And this is only because we had to change hotels. And so these rooms were already booked when we changed hotels.
0: That's right. So if you are driving to the Everett holding in right now the Everett Mar- Mar- Marriott. You're wrong.
1: Turn around, come back down to Bellevue to the Hilton. Yes, yes.
0: So, gang, and that's not our phone. Oh, yes. No, not
2: not no, phone. it is not there's our. It is not our
1: phone. The, 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 the Delta by Marriott in Everett has a giant hole in the east side of it. Yes, it's not habitable.
2: We do not. We do not reimburse for mileage loss.
1: No. Or anything else.
2: Yes. So, or <laughs> or
3: pre-book rooms at the wrong hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, gang, I am really excited about our plan.
2: How about you guys. Oh, yeah. You
1: know what's going to be so really cool is, yeah. is the panels and workshops. Not to be that's here. right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what's going on with
1: the panels and workshop
2: So, for Friday, starting again at noon, we're just going to, we just kind of started off with a welcome to OrcaCon mm-hmm. panel. Um, and that's just where you get to see the OrcaCon board and convention staff. And you just kind of get to see why did this exist? just kind of learn about that in general and then from 1.30 to 2.30 we have Making the Familiar Strange and that's where you get to bring your favorite games um, or ones that you're just kind of developing and it just kind of lets you put it together and kind of go through the go through the rules and um, it involves all different characters mechanics it sounds really really fun um, I read a little bit about it the other day but it's it, there's more to it but you can see that in the panels when you get here tomorrow as well then after that from 2.30 to 3.30 we have Ming. one small step or one giant leap it's um, not GMing it's
4: GMing it's about GMing <laughs> G-ming. Gming I, 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 I always G-ming. say G Ming. Yep.
2: Speaking, uh, of which,
0: who, speaking of which, who's going to take us through the Starfinder, right? Kelly. Stop looking at me. Kelly. It's going to be Kelly. It's Kelly. Hey. Hey. The books. Wait, she, she picked up an adventure book. Oh,
2: wait, is that the new sci-fi RPG that came out? Yeah, yeah it's Pathfinder okay. in Space. So I've I've had trouble trying to get into RPGs. You can't RPGs. Goes and no one's playing. Okay. Oh, we do know nos yeah. Let's Paul! Well, hard to Okay, I would put down <laughs> with that because I want to get more into RPGs, but the only struggle is I'm not a big fan of fantasy. Thing, but I love sci-fi theme, and so every time I've ever been invited or usually to do RPGs, it's usually fantasy thing. so this one actually sounds really awesome, yeah. because I love games like Mass Effect and big games with big worlds, and a, I'm a huge fan of, you know, Star Trek where they have, you know, all the different cultures and stuff like that, so, yeah, that sounds cool, and then, so we
0: expect Kelly to be there at the GMing One Small Step, or I think it's GMing, or a great oh, <laughs> GMing? GMing, <laughs> <laughs> G- <gaming. laughs> G- GMing <laughs> I realize I've been in GM
3: since at I was like 12, Right, I, 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 that's why you're doing I, you
2: probably should teach the. I, I, I do not. I do not state that I am a pro in RPGs. <laughs> I could talk up and down about board games. RPGs is an area I'm growing in. what's well, right. the next panel? Uh, then we have a gaming as grown ups from 3:30 to 4:30. That was interesting. Yeah, I just I'm like. Grown up. I just like the I'm first sen- the first sentence. I feel like is really really interesting. Mm-hmm. As gamers grow up and settle down, where do games fit? in in. So this really talks about just juggling adult life and games, unlike good old school, high school, where it was like summers, ninth grade, games every day, all day. Because that's all you get time Uh, to do. Yeah. And then from 4.30 to 5.30, we have creating inclusive gaming groups and events. That's exactly as it sounds like. And then from 5.30 to 6.30, which (gasps) is right after that. And by the way, we have one panel room this year instead of two um, but they're more tightly put together that'll be running in public and, and gming or gm <laughs> at cons and stores 630 to 730 we have writing a story or writing and story developing for games from 730 to 830 we have Dragon Age a love story Ooh. so I will read the first sentence of this one how Bioware current three-part RPG made me fall in love with the genre again. Oh. Uh, it talks about more or less the romances of Dragon Age. And then from 8:30 to 9:30, we have the couple that games together. That is a really cool panel. That will actually be our last panel. So our last panel will be ending at 9:30. Oh, yeah, so bring your loved one.
1: Yep, Torian go to the panel.
3: Like, or don't, because it might be a panel on how to get them to game.
0: That's
1: it's okay though, right? I
0: don't
1: know. Okay. <laughs> The best way to get them the game is to get them to shop and buy things. Is there a place like people can buy things at this convention? Yeah, I
0: wonder Gee, who's going to be, be here.
3: Like maybe like the Merchants Hall, which Games Plus will be at. So if you guys want to come by and just say hi to me, never heard of it. Right? I, I don't get to leave the Merchants Hall and <laughs> step go of the bathroom. So that's where I'll be all convention. Yes. All right. A um, also in the gamers Hall or in the Merchants Hall, sorry, I uh, will be uh, Around the table games. Sue. So so, so. so. Okay. So cherry. So cherry. <laughs> Blue Heron Games, Chubsy Dragon Creations, <laughs> TM Originals, Bandy York,
4: Brandy York, Brandy we've York. had her putting it help with these things. Zuccotti Core. Yeah.
3: Zuccotti Core. There we go. And the Clockwork Dragon. And cool. Oh, there's a the second page. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so bad at names
1: This Sorry. is great, oh you're good. I was on the well, program you're not on there. So G-min. <laughs> G-min. we'll G-min. give you a pass on yeah, I
2: roll
3: We also have the Dark Moon Gallery, Wholehearted Geek, Raven Murmera and of course the OrcaCon store where you can buy all your OrcaCon meats.
1: Fantastic.
0: Raven Mamura. Yeah. Great artist by the way if you go back um, in your past episodes we actually interviewed them Yeah, it
1: was awesome it may happen again
0: it might I'm the
2: OG of Ming.
0: and we have the Orpicon store where yeah. we're all selling our stuff all those cool t-shirts awesome, awesome and stuff
3: you can get dice with the yes. Orpicon thing on it yes. or dice to polish they are yes. beautiful and
0: what's the time frame for this when is it open and when is it closed
3: uh, so on Friday it's open from noon to 8 o'clock so we'll be opening at the
0: same time the rest of the does. Wow. It lasts like 8 o'clock? Wow. You're wow. Really so so we're podcasting at... I'm so sorry. So and we're have
1: podcasting to at 8 o'clock to load everything. 8.01. So so we're podcasting at 7.30 to tomorrow. That doesn't make sense to I'm going to
3: be putting things on my shelf, yes.
1: Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 8.01. No bathroom break. That's right. And if all of the shopping Ooh, makes you hungry, Ooh, we have nice this really cool ball. thing. I'm, I'm yeah. the master of the yeah. segue. It's all
3: he gets to Do this. It's only job this podcast. That's right. I'm not
1: controlling anything at all. Um, This this, this year's outcome. We have food trucks. This is going to be great. And we're losing Steve. Steve is going to love this one. Um, At noon to three, we're going to have BeanFish.net. They are. Authentic Japanese comfort food food truck. Uh, it's like a Japanese food uh, with uh, teriyaki and sweet and savory. It's going to be great. They've got this thing called Colonel Custard, which is a fancy dessert. And also, at that same time, 12 to 3, we've got Kiss My Grits. Um, they offer Filipino flavors with an all-American twist. Where can we find these food trips? They're going to be out in the parking lot. Just
3: in the parking lot they're, anyway?
1: They're just, just right. go out the first floor. They're going to be right in front of you. Okay. First
3: floor of
1: the con, yep. That's right. And we're also going to have, from 5 to 9... Um, anchor and pretzel shop where they're making a the, the, the variety of pretzel-based things like sandwiches and pretzels. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, look. It's Chip. Steve, oh, has, Chip. Steve has returned. Our volunteer coordinator, Chip, do...
0: Oh,
5: Are we still taking volunteers? What's yeah. going on? We're absolutely taking volunteers. Uh, just ask at desk if you're yeah. here and just be like, I want to I help out. And I have a lot of uh, time blocks to sign up for that... Uh, people, they need people and we'd love people to come and check what, what do volunteers do usually? What do you usually have them do? So I do have some people manning the panel room, doing registration, all the usual things that we have volunteers at other shows doing. Um, one of the biggest things at OrcaCon is the concept of game hosts, which you've probably maybe heard about before. Question mark? Yes. Is that
0: just I don't teaching get to
5: someone, someone to virtual play virtual. a game? <laughs> Not uh, only. Mm. Sometimes it's just playing a game uh, yes. with somebody. no. What you <laughs> and that's uh, the entire point of Game House is uh, having people uh, there to welcome everyone into the space, make it feel uh, like a safe and welcoming environment, matching people with games, talking about games, learning how to play a game with people, and just generally making people feel welcome. And it's really
3: hard to awesome. find a second person awesome. sometimes, yeah. too. Yeah,
5: exactly.
1: What, what else do you get? Do you get some kind of t shirt? Like, is You yes. get one kind of t shirt.
5: You get a, a special t shirt that says volunteer on it until we run out.
1: I'm wearing Which one right we now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: do you have a yeah. price for your most volunteer hours?
5: Huh?
1: Because
3: they're like, if I volunteer the most, like if I have the most hours, do I get anything?
1: At the
5: end of the convention, if you're still here, we have special volunteer giveaways.
1: That's right. No That's right.
0: way. Yes. yes. But you can't do that unless you volunteer. Yes.
5: Yeah, exactly. Like you can participate in the play and win and all of that sort of thing. But as volunteers, we have this separate little giveaway at the
3: and end of the show. Awesome. Orcacon is good to its volunteers, people. I'm a ass- volunteer,
0: and I'm assuming you can find more information about volunteers on the website. Oh,
3: yeah.
5: Volunteer and play games. It sounds like the Mm -hmm. easiest thing ever. Right. We can always use more game hosts, to anyone who's willing to talk to people
0: and play games. So I volunteer my son. That's They're right. Yeah, so, uh, that, that's, that's voluntold.
1: It's <laughs> a separate term for that.
3: Voluntelling.
1: I'll see you guys. Yes. Thank you, Chip. We're Also, um, make sure you go to orcon.org and click uh, the Schedule and get into Sketch if there's anything you really want to do, mm-hmm. because Sketch is filling up. There's a lot of things that are full right now. And a lot of things say filling. So, if there's something you've got your heart set on, get on there. There might be waiting lists, there might not be waiting lists for whatever it is you want to do. Get on, on sketch and sign up for whatever it is you had your interest in.
0: You know, one thing I love about OrcaCon is the openness, the diversity, the welcoming environment. And uh, one person that's been working on that and kind of in the training with our volunteers and our staff is Joe. so Joe, you, what do you think about that? I mean, you've been kind of heading
2: this up. Yeah, so I mean, Donna's vision was for this to be a fully accessible to be a fully accessible con where everybody can come and feel safe and welcome and accepted for who they are and so uh, when you see in your guides we have a, a really big heavy focus on accessibility um, we are very vigilant on that and then we make sure that our volunteers so I'll just show up, so those of you that are interested in volunteering, we have a short orientation, and you get to kind of learn the in and outs of that. But also, um, listeners, if you are coming tomorrow, um, which I hope you are... Please refrain from wearing any type of strong scents, or like perfumes of. or colognes, or preferably none. Right. Um, if you do, do essential, it, yeah. if you do this, this uh, if you do use essential oils, uh, please do those before coming, um, and because we are not allowed to have that within the pot. I was going to comment that you do smell very nice. So thank you. I it's a good thing. It's my natural muscle. So
0: <laughs> I have noticed that uh, our uh, yeah. kind of preview of what's going on is at only a paltry 15 minutes. So I think we should add in a game review. Um, which game review should we put in?
3: Well, we've got a couple ready and ready for you. We've got Majesty of the Realms and mm-hmm.
0: we've got Surrata. Doug, which one would you like us to
4: do? Uh, I think we'll do Majesty for the Realms because that's kind of the newer release. Okay. And it's a
0: fun game. We'll yeah. And
4: now that we're keeping track all this, we we should keep track of who wins too, by the way. Me. I think, I think Joe wrote that down. Okay. Yeah. And we went through like five minutes of figuring out who got what <laughs> count. <score.
0: laughs> My question is though, did, did you do play the game correctly? Because I know there's a couple times yes. we don't play the game correctly. <laughs> I
2: know all the points were correctly because we had one person in charge of all the points and points. So
4: <laughs> for most of it I was, yeah.
2: His mathematician brain was on oh, the with We were playing El Dorado right?
4: A little bit. Just the tiny <laughs> bit. <laughs> all right. I didn't let's read through all wait.
1: the rules all yeah. the way. You're
3: totally playing El Dorado,
1: right? All right. Well, awesome. let's well, One of the things I want to talk about is here's what I did today. Me and the six other people spent three or four hours um, putting games together, popping little bits out of cards. That's my favorite thing. I'm not it even was, kidding. It was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. It gets a little, after a couple hours, it gets tiring. But there's a, a game from Daily Magic that I hadn't heard of called Swinging and Voodoo Lounge <laughs> and it gets up. Yeah, there's little Martini glasses And uh, Drink recipes I'm really looking Forward to playing This game this weekend
0: Well the reason Why you're What we call Punching All those games Is because We have a massive
1: Games library It's crazy It is We've crazy. got 3 We've got Three games libraries Upstairs we've got Mox and we've got Envoy And the The main ballroom Downstairs is going to be the, the, the new Brand new Orcagon library Ooh. Which is very cool Are
2: we trying to build Up our official yes. Yes.
1: yes Well
0: let's go check out the game review and see what they have to say awesome this episode has been brought to you by Vern and wells an all-inclusive members-only social club for geek professionals in the style of victorian parlors of old a space for this new breed of geek visit us at www.vnw.club vernon wells imperium in imperio now to
4: our show Boom. Recording.
3: Ah.
4: Hey geeks, we're back with another ge- geeks tabletop game review. You okay there, Doug? I am okay. I got a little ahead of myself there. As always, I am Doug. And I'm Julie, Kelly. And we are here at Games Plus in Lake Stevens.
3: Are we ever anywhere else?
4: Sometimes we're we're at conventions, sometimes we're on location. Like my mom's house, we did that one time
3: <laughs> on location at dog's mom's house.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and we played Ice Cool. Yeah, we did on live stream. Yep. First time ever. We'll have to do that again sometime.
3: Play Ice Cool on live stream.
4: Play anything on live stream. Just, just talk mom's to the house. guys. Doesn't have to be at my mom's house. We could do it here if we get better internet. But we right. could do it here.
3: Enough digression.
4: Yes. So we are reviewing Majesty for the Realm. This is another game from uh, Mark Andre. He Brand did new. Brand new last year. Early December, around that time. Yeah, uh, it,
3: it can't be more than a month. A month old, yeah, yeah.
4: Probably not. Uh, Mark Andre did Splendor, which is another great strategy game. Very basic, just like this one. Very easy to get into. It's got artwork from Anne Heidsick, uh, which I like the artwork. It's not too flashy or too cartoony. It kind of matches the theme of the game. It fits. Mm-hmm.
3: I, don't, I don't know how else to explain it, uh, other than yeah. it. It fits the game and it just fits with itself.
4: She's done a, a few other games. Another one is Meeple War from Cool Mini. Uh, kind of along the same theme. Kind of early medieval theme. So it's nice. It works with it. And this has been published by Z-Man Games.
3: Woo, Z-Man.
4: Yeah, they got all of those good games out. Like Pandemic.
3: Well, they took back a few things, though, too.
4: They did, yeah. Bought a
3: few games. Anyway, Majesty for the Realm is what we are talking about. Uh, and it's two to four players, and it's about 20 to 30 minutes, uh, depending on knowledge of player, of course. A teaching game is going to take longer. Uh, and they recommend ages seven and up. Uh, and given the teachability of this game, I that's... Fairly accurate mm-hmm. at the seven-year-old level.
4: Yeah, there's not much reading. It's it's really understanding the, the iconography yeah. that's on the cards, the symbols on the cards. So strategy, strategy, but, is, but it's not
3: in-depth like strategy. But I get my butt kicked by six-year-olds at chess all the time. So go figure.
4: Mm-hmm. And this game's not too much. It's it's like Splendor. It is thirty-nine point ninety-nine. Uh, and that makes sense for this game. Uh, the components are nice. You get wooden
3: have, meeples, plastic coins. Yeah, plastic cards. coins.
4: It's not like the they're the plastic poker chips, the really thin ones that Caplo does. Uh, they're actually really nice, kind of thick plastic. Not quite the not the, the, the clay ones. Yeah, not the clay chips that Splendor has. But still, really nice plastic poker chips. Uh, the cards. Uh, are really nice cards, it's card, a decent stock. card stock. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, pretty basic on that. Like the components. So in Majesty, uh, we are playing as rulers of a realm in the kingdom, and we are trying to become the wealthiest realm in order to win the crown and become king or queen of the realm. Uh, to do that, we enlist help from different citizens uh, and use their different abilities in order to gain wealth. And some other specialty mm. stuff.
3: Part of the thing about building a new kingdom is you have to entice various different citizens to come to your land. Like, you definitely want some innkeepers, but you also want some knights and some mill workers.
4: Mm-hmm. Guardsmen to protect you. Oh, yeah. From attacks. So, the game is played over about 12 rounds. It's actually 12 rounds. Exactly um, 12. Exactly 12. I don't know why it doesn't say 12 rounds. It says until you get 12 characters. But I digress. So, in the round, you will start by taking one of the cards from the row in front of you. The one in the front is always free, uh, and anyone you want to go past it. Any card you want to skip, you have to leave one of your... Meeples. Meeples on it. Which, everyone starts with five at the beginning of the game, and you can have at most five. Yeah.
3: And the only way to get more meeples is to buy a card with meeples on it, or to... Uh, I There's some character cards that'll give you more meeples Mm -hmm. like getting a royal will give you meeples they always bring servants with them kind of thing
4: i think the brewer gives you meeples yeah yeah so other ways of getting meeples like that okay so it started there what were we talking about
3: Meeples. getting meeples how how to play the game doug we were talking about how to play the game
4: yes good (laughs)
3: You spend meeples to get people to your town. And they do different things. Mm -hmm.
4: So once you pick out your card that you want, you will place it in your town uh, at a matching location. They have symbols on them so you can match them. They're also colorful and matches colors. But they're also split cards that have two different citizens on it that you can play at either location. So you kind of got to weigh one against the other a little bit. Yeah. That's kind of a, a little bit of the strategic planning in it. Uh, that we'll talk about later for end-of-game stuff.
3: Each different character has a different ability, which you resolve, and then your turn's over and it's the next person's turn. hmm uh, And then it...
4: At the end of the round, yeah. you, you, you update the row of available citizens. If you ever end with more than five workers... Uh, On your board, you get money for each extra one, and they go back into the supply.
3: Sell them off for cash.
4: Yeah. You don't have work for them to do right now, but you're glad that they're there, because they kind of give you money. Yeah. Uh, So there's a few things to worry about with some of the abilities. Uh, The attack and defense is a huge thing with the the guards and the knights.
3: Well, all of the cards interact with... Almost at least half of everything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having millers gives you more points for having other millers, but if you get a brewer, you get points for having millers. If you buy an innkeeper, you get points for having uh, a brewer and a miller, because the money trickles down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Getting a knight, you can attack other players, but getting a guard defends you from those knights, and then you get points for each other guard, knight, or innkeeper you have
4: yeah. So whenever you get a knight, you attack each other player individually, comparing your number of knights versus their number of guards. If you have more than them or a higher number than them, uh, you it dam- you hurt uh, damage air them. quotes that you can see on this podcast. Uh, you hurt their leftmost citizen, and they go to the infirmary,
3: which are usually millers,
4: which are usually no, buy all the yeah, millers for meat shields. That's pretty much what they're there for. (laughs) Uh, Any card left in your infirmary at the end of the game is worth negative points. So having those fill up pretty quick isn't the best. There are ways to heal them uh, with the witch's ability. Every time you get a witch, you heal the top card of the infirmary uh, and put it back at its location. But you don't get its activation again. You just get it to fill in that spot.
3: But, since the most thing usually heard is millers, witches themselves then activate after you've healed the cart. And mm-hmm. witches get points based on how many millers, brewers, and witches you have.
4: Yeah. Witches could come in handy. Uh, I know one game I played. I got a witch at the very last moment to empty my infirmary and to fill in all of my locations. So, some strategy to that.
3: Yeah. So, there's definitely a double. Duffel- definitely a couple different strategies in playing this game you can beef up on one or two things like buy all the royals and buy all the knights and that's all you do uh, and you get points that way uh, during the game but at end of game you do also get points for how diverse your population is Mm -hmm. Uh, it's the number of people you have time or the number of different characters you have times the number of characters you have so if you only have knights and royals that's two times two for four but there's seven different possibilities, which is 49 points. So it pays to diversify at end of game, but it does also pay to strategize during game.
4: To stack up a little bit on something. Yeah. Because there's also that at end of the game where there Majority. are majorities of the different citizens. Whoever has the most millers gets this many points and all the way on up through the royals yeah. to get more points. After you've scored that, after everyone has 12 points, then whoever has the most money, or 12 citizens, I should say, whoever has the most money uh, wins the game. And there are friendly ties, which I don't understand a little bit, because if we're competing to see who rules the realm, shouldn't there be a clear winner?
3: Right? Whoever has the most meeples.
4: Yeah. I don't think that that's a... Meeples are
3: worth nothing at end of game, and it bothers me. <laughs> oh, well,
4: that's something to talk about later. <laughs> Uh, What
3: else do we have to talk about before pros and cons there, Doug?
4: Not much. So let's jump into the pros and cons about this game. Oh, okay. So pros, we already kind of talked about it. The the good components, the plastic chips and everything. Uh, There are, for location cards, there's an A side and a B side.
3: Yeah, so diversity of play.
4: Diversity of play, yeah. Good replayability. More strategic uh, on the back side a little bit. Yeah, And you don't have to play a straight A side and B side. There is the option to kind of randomize A and B between all the locations just so that everyone plays the same setup of A's and B's and at their location. And it does
3: completely change your strategy when you play the B side or the A side mm-hmm. of any particular card. It'll change the webs of who interacts with who versus whether or not the brewer's selling brew to the innkeeper or is he selling it to the nobles. And so that's just a little bit of... Change in the interaction that's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, change in strategy, at least.
4: Yeah, there's a few cons. Uh, the simplest one to talk about is with the the money chips. There's no fives.
3: There's ones, twos, tens,
4: fifties, and hundreds. Fifties yeah. and hundreds. And there's there's ten ones, and then like twenty or twenty five twos. There's no fives. There's no fives. And I mean, we talked about this earlier. There are a lot of Locations that give you threes and fours, and, and I guess there's. I think you there's, get a four and
3: a three at the same time.
4: Yeah, you could do that.
3: the The amount of time spent in the game exchanging currency with the bank is at least half of your gameplay.
4: A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I know. There's you're taking other players are taking their turn, and you're stacking your money and doing conversions while they're doing that, and not really paying attention to. What's kind of happening in the middle? It would have been good to have some fives. I need to make
3: sure that Steve doesn't just take an, act, you know, turn in six or turn in six dollars instead of eight dollars for a ten or something like that.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, nobles give fives on the front side, on the A side. Yeah, so just, you, get a noble, you get a noble, you get a five. Yeah.
3: Anyway, you can it, tell that we're annoyed by this.
4: Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Uh, another thing that I didn't really care for is the box insert. Yeah, I get why they did it. There's eight se- separate channels for all of the separate locations. Uh, but they could have condensed it so much. Uh, I think it's slightly smaller I than I don't a know Splendor if it box. would drop
3: the price at all to cut half the box in half, but
4: I wouldn't even I wouldn't even mind if it was the same price. It's just maybe they're planning the, for expansions. Expansion? I don't know. Um but the way I'm probably gonna have it set up from now on is each player's set of locations is all in one channel, and then just go from there. Okay. But we'll have pictures up so you can take a look at how how it looks like and everything, and you can make your decision based on that. I mean, it's still a nice insert. Um, yeah, Splendor has a its, nice insert. Everything's this got its images. own little place. Yeah, it's good like that. It it's not one of those confusing. major things that's wrong with it. Yeah.
3: It's also not as intricate as something like Dice Forge.
4: Oh yeah, it but is. But it didn't need to be something as yeah.
3: intricate as Dice Forge.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: It's still a nice game. I like it. Glad I picked it up. Yeah. We'll if you, if you didn't, it. I was going to. Okay. We'll probably play it some night for for game night, just to get people in here and trying it out.
3: Yeah.
4: Oh uh, yeah. Thanks for listening in. See you uh, next time. See you next time. If you got any recommendations, hear you next time. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. If you have any <laughs> recommendations for us, hit us up on Facebook at slash geeks of Cascadia or slash games plus WA or just shoot us an email at geeks of Cascadia at gmail.com. Thanks again.
0: This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to
4: our show. What a great review, if I do say so myself.
3: Yeah, pat yourself in the back a little bit more there, Doug.
4: Yeah, thanks. I loved every moment of it. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I enjoyed playing it. That's probably going to be one of my top games from last year. Probably one of the top games that we're going to review for oh, this year. So when we're at your place or whatever doing
0: the Geeks of Cascadia annual review of all the game reviews, you think that will be the number one? I don't
2: know if you can say annual when it's the first one. No, oh, no, no. Well, it, next would one. The it would be annual when you do the second one. Yes. That's what I said. You can't say annual if we've only done one. But the next one. Yeah, but the next one. Last, I meant the next
0: one.
4: Yeah, we're doing another one, Joe. Yeah. Get well, with it. Put it
0: in calendar. We already have a schedule
4: of the games that we're going to do and how they fit into our default categories. That's right. Speaking of which, we got our certificates to send out to our top games of the years ready to go. Ooh, sweet. So we will be getting those ready to get printed and sent out. That is
0: awesome.
4: Cool. Well, I don't
0: think we have anything else. Do you guys have anything else to add
4: before we close
0: out this episode? Don't forget to say hi to all of us. That's right. Make it a scattering
3: hunt to find each member of the podcast. Yeah,
4: if you find all of us, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you will get a $50 game certificate <laughs> to Games Plus. No. No, no, you won't. Oh, no, no. no, no. no. A, high five. Yeah, a high five from all of us.
1: Yes. That's right. <laughs> five high fives. That's got to be great.
4: That's right. uh,
0: well, folks, if that is it, then all i got to say is my sign off. So embrace the nerve and I hope you make that safe. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon.